Step 9. Amends. Appendix C. Abuse Supplement. God loves you. He does not want your life controlled by any sin, sins you have committed or sins committed against you. A thorough inventory reveals the startling effects of abuse. You may have thought that you left the abuse in the past, but now realize that the damage from abuse did not stay in the past. It affected every aspect of life, especially your most important relationships. Imagine life with no secrets. You don't have to protect or manage sin. You aren't motivated by potential consequences of sin or hurts, but by the love of God. Your actions aren't driven by past events or avoiding pain, but by God's plan. Your identity isn't determined by sins done to you or by you, but defined by what Jesus did for you. You are free to be a peacemaker, loving others with Christ's love, even your enemies. Hebrews 12 verse 14 says, Strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. 1 Corinthians 16 verse 14 says, Let all that you do be done in love. Making amends is a part of the biblical peacemaking process. It is an effort to pursue peace with others by taking responsibility for your sin, making no excuses for your sin, and having no expectations from others, even if your offense is a very small part of a conflict. Don't misunderstand amends. Remember, amends is not taking all responsibility for a conflict, but owning 100% of your sin in the conflict. Amends is not excusing another's sin. Amends is not denying your hurt or stuffing your anger. Amends does not free you from all consequences or make you responsible for someone else's consequences. Amends is not reconciliation. The following is a list of poor motives for amends. To draw out an amends from another person. To restore your image. To make someone like you. To be heard. To wound someone to punish yourself for sin. Take time to answer this question now. Question 1. As you examined inventory, what effects of your abuse most surprised you in how you approach life and relationships? As you work through making amends for sin related to abuse, keep in mind that how you make amends and what you make amends for will vary depending on the circumstances and people involved. Therefore, it is vital to invite godly people to counsel you biblically. Remember that you are not responsible, 0%, for abuse that was done to you. It doesn't matter if you were in the wrong place at the wrong time, or how you were dressed, or how your body responded to the abuser. The one who chose to harm you is 100% at fault. What happened to you and the consequences that your abuser must face are not your fault. Also, know that the abuse you survived is no excuse for the sinful ways that you respond to life, to people, or to God. Making amends is taking responsibility for your sin, rather than shifting blame to harm caused by another. You are responsible for your sin. Your pain does not justify sin. Make amends with people hurt by the sinful ways you responded to your abuse. This includes those who harmed you and those affected indirectly by your abuse. Behavior patterns that helped you survive abuse can damage many relationships. Study the nature of my response column on your inventories to see sinful patterns that harmed others. The upcoming examples will help guide you too.
Answer this question. Question 2. What questions do you have about what to make amends for and with whom you need to make amends regarding your abuse? List them. The characteristics of a biblical amends are a humble attitude, an honest and specific confession of sin, an apology, a request for forgiveness, willingness to make restitution for losses. Note, you have no restitution for harm done to you. Readiness to share Christ. Steps of change. Making amends is a process that sometimes requires time and careful planning. In a few instances, it is best to not make direct amends because it will endanger someone. For example, making direct amends for the hate in your heart with a gang who raped you. In other words, it may be best to make direct amends after you confront the abuse, so that the abuser does not escape the law. For example, calling the police to report a crime, but later asking forgiveness for ways you tried to exact revenge on your abuser apart from the law. In such situations, write an amends letter, wait to send, take appropriate action, and pray for God to open the door to begin the peacemaking process. In difficult circumstances, do not determine a course of action on your own. Pray, search scripture, and involve godly counsel. Proverbs 11 verse 14 says, When there is no guidance, a people falls. But in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. Answer this question. Question 3. Are there amends related to your abuse for which you do not know the best course of action? List them. Making amends for your wrongs is an act of obedience to love others with the love of Christ. Making amends values truth, heals sinful damage inflicted on others, and rebuilds trust. It clears the way to mercy, forgiveness, and grace. It begins to free you from the effects of past sin, so that you are able to live in the will of God today. The closing prayer for this lesson is, God, give me courage and wise counsel to make amends for my sinful responses to the harms I suffered. Free me from the past to experience your will in the future. Now it's time to take action. Share your answers from this lesson with your mentor. Ask for help to determine your amends summary and amends plan related to abuse. Listen to the following examples. Step 9 Amends Summary My amends summary related to my abuse. For what should I make amends? My husband, not my abuser. What restitution, payment could I offer or should I prepare for? Ask forgiveness for fearing him like an enemy by no fault of his, for letting past pain dictate how I respond to him as the leader of our home, for shutting down sex, being unwilling to talk about it or to work on the problem, for allowing his love to define my worth and identity rather than God's love, and for projecting my feelings of worthlessness onto him fearing that he sees me as worthless too. Seek biblical counsel to work on our communication, to let him into my fears and details of the past, and to work on emotional and sexual intimacy. Is there anything to discuss with my mentor or other Christians in my life before making amends? Is there anything else that I need to communicate? Do I share all of the past details of my abuse? If not, what do I leave out and why? For what should I make amends? My mother, 
ignored abuse, or didn't believe that my stepfather abused me? What restitution, payment could I offer, or should I prepare for? Ask forgiveness for how I responded to her as an adult. I let anger grow into bitterness and resentment. I withdrew from the family. I feared uncovering the family secret, peacemaking, more than I cared about the truth, peacemaking. I punished her by keeping my children from her, even after she divorced my stepfather. Is there anything to discuss with my mentor or other Christians in my life before making amends? How do I respond if she still denies the abuse or blames me for the family problems? How many details do I share if she asks? When do I, if ever, begin to trust her around my children? What does it mean to honor my father and mother now? For what should I make amends? My sister, whom I introduced to sexual activity. What restitution, payment could I offer or should I prepare for? Ask forgiveness for introducing her to sexual activity that was taught to me during my abuse. Inviting her to do things with a neighbor and for manipulating her into continual participation and keeping secrets. Ask forgiveness for waiting so long to discuss what happened as adults. Is there anything to discuss with my mentor or other Christians in my life before making amends? What do I need to prepare for as we begin to discuss family secrets? How much detail should I share? Should I take my wife and invite my brother-in-law? What help do I offer her? What if she doesn't remember? Could this harm her? For what should I make amends? My abuser, not in jail. What restitution payment could I offer, or should I prepare for? Ask forgiveness for hating her and fantasizing about revenge, for blaming her for all of my problems, for not blowing the whistle sooner, even when I knew she was abusing others and suicidal. Is there anything to discuss with my mentor or other Christians in my life before making amends? What do I need to do to prepare to see her face to face? Do I share the gospel with her? What potential harm could come of this meeting? For what should I make amends? My abuser, not in jail. What restitution, payment could I offer or should I prepare for? Ask forgiveness for seeing him as a monster instead of a human created for a purpose by God. For harming him in my dreams and for not confronting him sooner to protect him from himself. I will not ask for forgiveness or accept blame for the abuse or for how I responded to him during my abuse. Is there anything to discuss with my mentor or other Christians in my life before making amends? Should I meet with him? Will doing so endanger me or others? If not, should I write a letter to keep? If I should meet with him, do I need to take someone with me? Seek counsel from my leaders and church. Step 9 Amends Plan my amends plan related to my abuse. Name. My husband, not my abuser. Date to initiate amends and method. Within the next two days, I will ask him for a future date to talk. Need a sitter. Amends date and method. Sometime before the end of next week. Notes. Do I share all of the abuse details? If not, what do I leave out and why? Should someone go with me for support? What if he doesn't want anyone to help us? Name, my mother, not abuser. Date to initiate amends and method. Next week, write a letter to organize thoughts and read with my mentor. Set face-to-face -face meeting with mom by next month. Amends date and method. 
End of next month. Letter and face-to-face. Notes. Plan responses to mom with mentor if she denies abuse or asks for specific details. Work with my husband and godly counsel about if and when to allow my children to be around the family. Name. My sister, who I harmed. Date to initiate amends and method. Write what I will say and discuss it with my wife by next week. Schedule a time to meet with my sister and her husband. Amends date and method. By the end of the summer, face-to-face meeting with spouses. Notes. Have community praying. Do I need to have a plan proposed for how to respond to family as the secret is exposed? How should I respond if she won't discuss it? Name. My abuser. In jail. Date to initiate amends and method. Begin process of setting up face-to-face meeting. Write out what I will say by the end of the month. Amends date and method. Depends on courts. Try to get face-to-face. Notes. Ready to share gospel. Discuss my hopes and expectations for the meeting. Prepare responses if she responds poorly. If not allowed to visit, write a letter. Name. My abuser. Not in jail. Date to initiate amends and method. Write out what I will say by end of next month. Set meeting to discuss concerns with church leaders and next steps. Amends date and method. Meet with church leaders within two weeks. Discuss if I make amends at the same time as conflict resolution. Do I report the crime? Be finished in two months. Notes. Do I report a crime now? Do I separate my amends from confronting the sin? If I make amends without confronting and reporting crime, will it cause more harm than good? Do I report crime and make amends later?